Pretend like I'm Judge Judy here. I'm Judge Greggy. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, the oldest man to ever start a podcast, Greg Cody. All right, I think I need to start this. Uh, we've had a couple takes at this, and Greg Cody's voice is struggling. We're doing this open late in the evening on Sunday. We did an interview. The Greg Cody Show is what you're listening to. The Greg Cody Show podcast with Greg Cody. I'm Chris Cody. I'm talking first here because Greg Cody's voice is just not doing great late on a Sunday night. Greg, would you like to showcase that for the audience? Um, <clears throat> I think my voice is great. It, it feels great. It's... Uh, <clears throat> Perfect. That was perfect. You showcased it. I honestly think that the best part today on today's Greg Cody show, we have Christy Cody, my yes. wife. Yes. Talking to us. It's a family affair here. And in that interview, you sound fantastic. Right. What's happened in the last six hours? Is the dolphin, did the dolphins blowing that loss against the Broncos really just set your voice back? Oh my God. And, and we're going to talk about that for a second, but uh <clears throat> You know, my voice undulates. It's back and forth. It's up and down. Because uh, I, I, I could have sworn that you've said recently that it's a morning thing, that once you get past the morning, it's, you know, you're home free with the good voice. No, uh, we're, we're good. Let's move on. Uh, we have Christy uh, on the show today for the first time. Uh, Christopher's wife, my daughter-in-law. Uh, you all have heard her referenced on uh, the Levitard show sometimes for how she's so finicky and uh, she doesn't like my shrimp. She didn't like mushrooms, but uh, we're going to get into all that. And she shares family secrets uh, about Christopher and I that are fun. I, I think you all are going to like them. Uh, maybe they're a little embarrassing for us. I'm not sure. But before we get to Christy, I, I want to talk a little bit about <laughs> sports because is the Tua train off the tracks? I have to ask you that because the <laughs> Dolphins lost in Denver today. We just finished watching it. Um it was sort of a comeuppance, sort of a, you know, slap in the face, a reality check. I don't know what you'd call it, but, you know, the, the offense was horrible. The offense was terrible. Tua wasn't great. And um, they lost a the game they shouldn't have lost. And what do we make of the Dolphins right now? I'm just blown away that the benching of Tua was because of performance. Like, I was so sure that it had to be ankle-related or some sort of injury-related like, I guess Flores was just sending a little message to his quarterback. Hey, you don't have this in the bag. Okay. Have they said who's the quarterback moving forward? Yeah. They said, yes. He says it's to a job. Like it was just a temporary. It was just a little yeah. kick. It was just right. a kick in the rear end saying, Hey, just so you know, this isn't yours going forward. Like you're going to get it back next week, but just so you know, this can happen any game. Right. Um, yeah, I'm a Brian Flores fan. That's, I'm, right I'm now, amazed by that. This is awesome. Uh, I don't know if it's awesome. I am a Flores fan. Uh, he would get my coach of the year vote right now. But when you bench Tua in, in the first game where he's really struggling, where he's in a threat to lose, I think you're second guessing your whole plan. I mean, why did you start him uh, a few games ago if the first time he struggles, you're going to remove him? I don't yeah. agree with it. I, I feel like you could make the argument, though, you started him a few games ago because that was part of your plan. Okay. But now the plan has been executed and we're to the point now where the plan has been installed. And now we're at the point where it's time to show. If you don't show, you get benched. Like I, I like the idea of 
hey, Tua, this is, of course, your team. Like, you're the quarterback of the future. But if you play like crap, you're going to get benched because we have – we're 6-3. and three. Now we're 6-4. and four. We have a viable shot at the playoffs. Yeah, I think this was a game where, um, you know, it, it's all going to be about the benching of Tua, and that's going to be the storyline. And, and I get that. But this was a, a bigger issue. The, the Dolphins' offensive line, which is sort of uh, overachieved all year, the offensive line, uh, we, we saw what it was today. They gave up at least four or five sacks. Mina looking pretty good now. Mm-hmm. I might have been getting texts from Mina privately saying, hey, I don't want to tweet this because I don't want the Dolphin fans to get all sensitive again. <laughs> but, hey, Dolphin fans, where's your O-line at that you were bragging about? Yeah, there you go. And circle back to our last podcast to hear Mina talk about that. But the offensive line didn't protect Tua much. Uh, the running game is just not there yet. They do not have a, a great or even an average running game to support him. So, you know, two is not getting a lot of help. Granted, um, he needs to make a play. Uh, he needs to um, rise above everything else and be the difference-making playmaker. But, you know, four games into his career, uh, you know, that's a lot to ask. So I thought it was an interesting game in the overall, beyond the quarterback position. Uh, what, what we saw today was a Dolphin team – that is much better, much improved, but not ready to stake its claim yet to being anything special. Um, before we move on and get to Chrissy, I want to just mention real quickly the Heat draft. Um, they drafted a guy named Precious Achua. And uh, what interests me far more about that is that Precious has uh, an entire family of fabulously named people. Grace, God's will, God's gift, if Precious is nearly as good at basketball as his family is at naming babies, uh, they just won the damn draft because that's uh, that's fantastic. And, you know, when you're picking somebody 20th, you don't uh, expect to get an instant star, uh, a right now star, but they strategically drafted somebody uh, who's there to back up uh, Bam Adebayo. And, and I think that's smart because when Bam was out in the playoffs, in the finals, which seems like a minute and a half ago, uh, they really struggled and, and they made a first round draft pick to sort of solve that, which I think is smart. And before we move on, uh, the, the UM football season, which has risen into the top 10, uh, has been completely derailed by COVID, including the head coach, Manny Diaz. And, you know, it, it, it struck everybody. It struck the whole sport. There were like 19 games this past weekend that were canceled or postponed because of COVID. Uh, Butch Davis, uh, not to drop a name, uh, Butch Davis texted me from Western Kentucky where FIU lost another game. And he was telling me how he lost most of his coaches and so many of his players, and he could barely field a team. And it's just, it, it really makes you wonder, should we be playing this season, particularly as it, you know, as the spike happens and as it's going to get worse, uh, perhaps in the next couple of months. It just makes you really wonder about priorities and, and sports role and all this. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a serious situation, but um, we're going to try to get uh, beyond it and get to the fun stuff, which is why... You just wanted to drop that Butch Davis text you, right? That, that's what that, that <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. I tried to do it subtly, but you just shown a spotlight on it, but that's okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just like, that's all I heard there, which Davis right. text me. So, right. So we're going <laughs> to, 
we're going to get on to the fun stuff because you guys are really going to enjoy meeting uh, Christopher's wife and, and my daughter-in-law. We love her uh, like a wife and a daughter-in-law, quite frankly. So let's, uh, let's get on with it. That is my daughter running by completely nude for some reason. Gracelyn, why don't you have underwear on? Okay. Once kids establish that they can change clothes, they do it a lot. Gracelyn, mommy and daddy are about to record with Pop on the computer, and you're gonna watch your tablet for a little bit. Hey. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Wanna come say hi to Pop? Where's Gracelyn? There she is. I see her. How you doing? Hi, yeah. I'm good. Thank you. Did you have a nice breakfast? Mm-hmm. Hey, that kind of thing. Gracelyn, all right, you're going to go watch your tablet. Watch your tablet for a couple Say minutes. See you later, right? Pop. See you later, Pop. See you later. Hi. Bye-bye. Hey, bye-bye. Oh. <clears throat> got to get my voice together here. What the hell's going on? You okay? <clears throat> You gotta be careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's just uh, the morning. So, oh, you're talking to Grayson. <laughs> she hurt herself trying to get down the chair from the chair. Go watch your tablet for a few minutes, okay? Let's just sort of get started. Rather than have it sound like an interview, we'll just have a casual talk. We have a special guest on the show today, and it's Chris's wife, Christy. And um, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to invite her on is that Dolphin fans are finally coming out of the dark. I mean, after years and years of losing the Miami Dolphins finally have hope. And the next team the Dolphins play is the New York Jets, which currently do not have a lot of hope. And Christy happens to be a Jets fan. Can we be honest? That's not why you're having her on right now. You're having her on because you think she's going to get clicks. You think she's going to say something about me or you that's going to get some downloads. Like, let's be let's be transparent about this. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm transparent. Um, and that's probably partly true. Although... Um, Christy, do you I am interested in, uh, in in what a Jets fan is thinking right now. Is you don't know about Sam Darnold yet. Um, your coach is a walking nightmare. Christy, uh, how is it to be a Jets fan in 2020? Um, for me personally, I don't set very high expectations on any season. <laughs> for <laughs> Smart. Jets. So um, it's still disappointing, though. It's still a hard pill to swallow when your team is defeated. What right? do you think of Sam Darnold? I don't think he's the problem. I think the Jets need to surround him with better talent. Mm -hmm. And I think that Gase and the front office are doing a real disservice to to him. It it does have like Ryan Tannehill vibes with with Sam Darnold, where if he went somewhere else, he would like all of a sudden. For sure. A hundred percent. I think if he went anywhere else, he'd at least win a couple games. Can you hear our daughter whimpering She's like in the whimpering background? like a wounded cat right She's now. Like, why is she whimpering? Because we like told her, because this is like a Sunday morning, like it's just <laughs> the three of us in the house and she's used to having at least one of us with like the, her full attention at all times. Right. She is, we don't give her a ton of tablet time. We try to keep her as much away from that stuff. So we actually said, hey, give us a half hour and go watch your tablet. And of course, now this is the one time when she doesn't want her tablet because- it's, she wants to all both of us are busy. She wants to be a podcast star now. You, Grayson, do you want to be in the interview? Come here. Yeah, she can be in. She's the official voice of the Greg Cody show. Do you have anything to say? Hi, Pop. Hi, Gracelyn. Well, you can sit with mommy. We're going to talk, though, okay? Okay. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> um, it's not str- as strange to me that they hired Adam Gase as why is he still working? 
Like, does he have compromising photos of the owner? Like, what's what's <laughs> well, the dynamic there? Well, Christy, I mean, I think you're asking Christy. I mean, I think the most shocking thing was after the Patriots lost, the only game that we were remotely winning, and he wasn't gone the next day. It's crazy that Adam Gase is attached to Joe Douglas's hip. Hold on, this is Graceland. Graceland? Graceland. You can't do this right now. We can't have sound. You can have pictures, but you can't have sound. No, we, then you have to go watch your tablet. Go watch I'm sorry, this is causing a problem. No, this, she needs to be needs able to learn. She needs to be able to have 10 minutes. Graceland. If both of us were sitting on the couch right now doing nothing, she'd be perfectly fine. Right. Yeah, it's the idea that you, she doesn't have one of your full attention. Graceland, just watch your tablet. Graceland, you want a lollipop? You want a lollipop? You want a lollipop? Okay, go sit on the couch. Watch your tablet and bring you a lollipop. Okay, but you have to be quiet, okay? And, and you can't move. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you parent. <laughs> Bribe with a lollipop. <laughs> Nothing like a little AM sugar, I'll tell you that. But yeah, all right, so what I was saying, Joe Douglas is kind of, he's not going to fire Adam Gase because he hired Adam Gase. Well, somebody should fire Joe Douglas then. I mean, I was going to say, that's the move, right? Like, they're attached at the hip. That's like the saddest hip attachment in the history of like two people being attached at the hip joe right. douglas yeah and, um like name a sadder one in the history of sports than that i mean offhand i can't uh but this is a perfect example the way systemic dysfunction sets in is when you fail to get rid of people who are obviously pretty bad and and no, nobody has the courage to uh, make the sweeping change but i agree with you christopher in likening Darnold to Tannehill, not only that he might do better elsewhere, but the idea that, you know, the Dolphins went like seven years with Tannehill debating, is he good enough? You know, because he's not that bad. He has his moments. And it almost seems like Darnold's like that, that when he's healthy, he has the good game. And then you're like, all right, we're with him again. And then he has two bad games in a row. I, f- I feel like like I feel like we've broken down the Jets enough that they, they don't deserve this much tension. I want to talk to Christy about how sad this Jets bar is that she goes to, well, not in the pandemic, but <laughs> past with her sister and her dad, all Jets fans. Oh, like, you know, like no. it's a sad, come on. There, there can't be much more sad than it's a Jets not, bar at this point. It's not sad. There's a lot of people willing to call themselves Jets fans. Yes. Wow. What is it like? Like, like what, like explain well, the experience. Re- so there. they recently moved bars. It was off one bar. Now it's in a different location, which does give off a different vibe. It used to be in a, it used to be in a bowling alley. Okay, it used to be in a bowling alley bar. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It used to be the in a saddest bar. kind of bar that there is. It's actually the perfect but place for you a You would Jets have bar. to get there like an hour, an hour and a half early to get a good table. How many tables to- were there? I mean, but they put all the high tops together. Was there they, four tables? No, there was like way more than four tables. Were people sitting on pool tables? Yes, people do sit on pool tables. <laughs> like, like they what? pull chairs up and use the pool tables as tables? Yes, because all the regular tables right. get filled up. I understand it. But then it moved to another bar a little further west and to like a real restaurant. And it kind of took away from the vibe. Yeah. Wow. I, so I was, have to say. It was, the, it was the better whole, like, in the bowling alley. It was better at the bowling alley. It was better alley. in the bowling alley. Wow. Yeah, the, the whole concept of a Jets bar seems a little funny to me I, you know because are they fans or are they mourners like who's showing up to a little like bit of a, both like a jets party i love i love us dolphin fans right now we've been good for like two weeks and we're like you're talking crap like we're this like dynasty yeah we are we're, we're gloating way too soon but we we have a quarterback now and uh, you know when i say we i'm it sounds like i'm a homer but i'm speaking for the community i live in and talk to and write for and uh it's, it's a thrilling time so we're Sorry, not sorry 
for the continuing woes of the New York Jets. Um, yeah, let's uh, let, let's move on. We don't want to put uh, Christy through any more torment by uh, having to talk about the Jets, let alone uh, watch them lose every week. So what are you trying to get out of this interview? Where where you want to take this? I have a few places we could take it, but I want you to sort of go first. You know, I don't think we've had Christy on the podcast, right? No, and 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 Chris, of course, uh, is is uh, a very popular part of the podcast, and I think our listeners would enjoy hearing about um, you know who is Chris Cody off the field, so to speak. <laughs> you know, off the air, uh, off the show, you know, off the Levitard show, and off my podcast. What's it like living with Chris Cody? I mean, outside of all that, I think he's just a pretty normal husband who doesn't lift the seat when he pees or put his clothes in the hamper. <laughs> Relax. Okay. Slow down. Slow down. We're talking about me. What? Say a couple of nice things um, before you go to the good, the bad stuff. But, you know, that's fine. Okay. So he's a normal human being, which, you know, I think there's evidence to the contrary. I'm not sure how normal well, I, he is. I, wouldn't, but... I would say like a normal husband, not a normal human being. Right. <laughs> that's that's an important distinction i have I, I will say i've leaned into the dad life in terms of dad jokes yes. and singing around the house and i feel like you 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 laid a good foundation for that for like trying to just be weird right so like, okay I, I find myself doing odd things like that where i'm just like wow i'm a dad yeah i hear evidence of you being a yeah. dad in the background well, that's now my dog crashing and she's playing she's big into t-ball right now so yes. she wants to hit inside but anyways keep going oh that's excellent well, um, as long as we're talking about Grayson, I, I do want to ask the two of you together to talk a little bit about parenthood because it's something that happens without a handbook and all of a sudden your parents, wow. And um, how has it been for you two in terms of sort of tougher than you imagined, easier, um, more fulfilling? Uh, like like what's what's the vibe of being young parents? I think it was it's probably a little tougher than you initially think. It's just, it's just relentless. Right. It's just, it's, just, it's, never it's like, you know, like work can be really tough and then you get, not that you want a vacation from your kid, but I'm just saying, it's just, there's so many good moments, but there just are exhausting moments more for her than me. Like, trust me, she does way more than I do. So like I'm speaking from my perspective and it's, and I feel that way. So it can only be more so for her, but the, the joy we get after she goes to bed of just like talking about like the three things that day that like made us laugh out loud because of how adorable she is. Like, I mean, most nights I still like look through pictures on my phone after she goes to bed and look at pictures of her. Right. Sure. Like, you Absolutely. Know, and that's when even, you're in the moment, it's draining. And that's even after it took a half hour to get her to go to sleep. <laughs> and I wanted to like, you know, just like just pull my hair out. And, but yet I, and then an hour later, I'm like laughing about it. Cause I'm just like, God, she's so cute. Cause she doesn't like realize the pain that she's being. Right. It's like the best tired you'll ever be. I don't if that's. Oh, like what an adorable quote! <laughs> it is a good. It really quote. is. It's true and adorable, but like it the really best, is. The true yeah, story. the best tired you'll ever be. I love that. Um, Put that so, on a shirt. So Chris, Chris Cody is, uh, is is an excellent parent. Uh, room for improvement. What would you say about him? No, he's an excellent dad. He's a fantastic dad. He plays with her in ways that I will never have the energy for. I probably, I probably, I, I definitely need more work as a husband than I do as a, as a dad, but I think, I feel like, okay, that's, yeah, but I feel that's like really that's, loud. but I feel like that's fair that's for really most loud. people. Like, you know, like the dad thing is easy. It's, we got to remember to, to give this one the credit. She, you know, the baby gets all the attention. Right. You hear her in the background because she can't not have the attention. <laughs> yeah. 
as uh, as Levitard would say, Grayson is actively playing defense against the show right now. <laughs> but but we love it. Um, Christy, uh, what is one thing that you would change or improve uh, about your husband? Because I, I know my wife would have a, a laundry list of answers, I suspect. Just so you know, I'm going to get you back for this by asking her. I'm going to have her talk crap about you soon. Go ahead, Christy. Oh, there's nothing bad about me, but go ahead, Christy. It's a hard question because at the same time, like, he he really helps. He cleans. He cooks. I have my pros and my cons. And then, but when he cooks, he doesn't clean. <laughs> uh-huh. So, it's like, yeah, so maybe right. if he, like, cleaned as he cooked. Yeah. This is the thing. This is what she's really talking about. I can go to sleep like it, like sometimes after dinner I clean every dish, but you know I don't I think I clean every dish. well I mean that's not true I clean mm-hmm. sometimes but I'm saying I don't like if there's a night where it's like late in the week or I had a long day I don't like I'm okay with going to bed one night like leaving the dishes in the sink and I'll get them the next day. Like, it's not a priority for like him to empty out the sink and clean all the dishes after dinner. Right. It's Even o- like pots and pans and stuff. It's okay if that stuff builds up for a day or two and then you Drives do it nuts. and then you do it. Like that's just something that we disagree on. Like, so that, you know, it's like- I do not like a sink full of dishes and he's yeah. perfectly fine. Just yeah, letting with- it pile up. Yeah, I wouldn't say pile up. I'd say just, you know, a, a smattering of things. It w- which would be okay if he actually rinsed out the dishes that That's he was affair. leaving in the sink. That's a fair That's the key. He literally just takes it from the stove or from the table and puts it in No, the that stuff I rinse out a little bit. Like I do, I'm uh, the Tupperware. That's the one thing I'm, I'll give you that. I'm known to sometimes, but this is actually more pre-pandemic. So when, when I, he was traveling to yeah. work, he would bring his lunch in Tupperware and he would eat it at work and he would come home and not rinse it out, nothing, and literally put the closed Tupperware with leftover food in it. Well, leftover remnants of food. You you know that there's no food left over in that thing. But yes. Whatever crumbs are left over in the Tupperware, he would not open up and rinse out. And he would just put in the sink with the lid on it. So she would get home and like at 8 p.m. when she's looking at the dishes, she like lifts up this thing and you get this like whiff of like seven hour old like it's so gross. Room temperature yeah. food. Like I'm, we've gotten in fights over it before. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to be better about that, boy. Oh, that's a fair one. See, like that's what I mean. Peeing on the seat, fair criticism. I mean, he lives with two girls. Right. Peeing on the seat, fair criticism. That's a fair criticism. The the dishes thing, we just have a fundamental disagreement about whether it's okay to go to sleep one night. Like, Dad, you're gonna probably take her side because I lived with you, and and you guys are big do dishes right after dinner type people. So I I think you're gonna take Christy's side on this. Well, of course, uh, I, I do legitimately take Christy's side on this. And do you? Got, I'm trying to picture your kitchen. Do you guys not have a dishwasher? We do. You do? Are we so, load it. Like, don't let her paint this picture like I don't do dishes. Like, I, every once in a while, I'm okay with not doing every dish after dinner. But for the most part, I do dishes. I empty and load the dishwasher. She, uh, don't let her do this. Okay. Well, I'm uh, pretending like I'm Judge Judy here. Uh, I'm Judge Greggy. And um, the verdict I'm rendering is that you need to be a little bit better on the uh, the uh, dishes cleanup thing. Deal. Now, uh, Christopher, where did you uh, where did you want to take? Oh, this? yeah, it's my turn. I, I had a whole other. I had something else planned here, but I'm just gonna. I want her to bad mouth you now. Oh, Can I tell, just thought of a couple other things about you, though. Oh my god! No. no oh please. I, yes. No, no, no. We'll get back to those. No, I'm yes. for this. I'm taking control. Just give me a dish of his that you don't like. Come on. We go over there every other Sunday. We we do our in laws house. And I, when we do his, come on, over years, there's got to be a dish. Be honest. 
I mean, <laughs> oh, there is a dish. Yes, come on, please. In all, I like. I love your cooking, and I, there's not many dishes that I dislike. Ooh, there's more than do. one, right? No, there's only one that's really good. Like what is it? I don't exactly know what it's called, but it's that fish in the red sauce. <laughs> I know what dish she's talking about. It has like olives in it. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's my take like, on. Uh, that's my take on Ver- a Veracruz style. It's like. Uh, Usually it's snapper Veracruz, but I generally might put halibut or <clears throat> something else in there. It does. It does sound. I, I I get what she like when she says it like that. It is a. It's a fish in like a like an Italian. Yeah, it, it's style like a style. Veracruz style. Yes, I think it's a Spanish dish actually. Okay. Well, we're gonna. Uh, that's what we're having later today, uh, uh, Christy. <laughs> so uh, we'll give you an extra big portion. <laughs> I mean, that, speaking of that, like the, the fans of the Levitard show, like know her a lot of time, like because of the rejoin where, you know, I think you guys should have the discussion now. Like that's a true story about her being allergic to shellfish right. and, and, and the mushrooms thing. Like Christy, what is your like, have you ever had people like say to you? So at work, maybe like last week, one of my coworkers is like, oh man, I would love a spinach pizza with mushrooms on it. <laughs> and I'm like, mushrooms are gross. And my coworker was like, how about I knew you didn't like mushrooms before I even met you? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, because of the show, because of the Love oh, oh. show and the rejoin that like people at Moss events come up to me, like when they find out who I am and they're like, I can't believe you don't like mushrooms. <laughs> like this is just like public knowledge now. Yeah, I love how Greg didn't even pick up on this. He was like, "What do you? What does that even mean?" He, well, I didn't know she uh, was a fan of the show. I'm just. I thought there was a certain look of, of people who didn't like didn't like mushrooms. Um, but but also the the idea that you don't like shrimp is um, you know because mushrooms and shrimp are two of my like favorite things, and uh, the idea that you don't like that it's you know it makes it. A little more difficult to uh, find a Sunday meal. That outside of those two things, I'm really not a picky eater. Right. Uh, okay. So shrimp, mushrooms, and she hates my fish, Veracruz. Okay. So those three things, and then I love her anyway, and we're gonna move on now. <clears throat> Dad, did you know that Christie's terrified of ducks? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> That's terrifying. It's like an irrational fear. You know how harmless ducks are? They just like waddle up to you because they think you're gonna give them some bread terrifies her yes <laughs> sorry okay terrified she's giving me a look really? like, why did you just bring that up like i realize it's an irrational fear but it is a fear that i have like so much so that like bringing groceries into the house if like ducks waddle up to me i will just leave the trunk open and come inside and close the door wow. i yeah i don't what if a, what if a duck uh, hops into your trunk though that's i might know, die i think ducks are strange because i'm not afraid of them but you know, ducks are walking on their hind legs and it looks like they should have little arms. You know, ducks always to me look like what what happened to their arms? They do look like animals that had their arms cut off. Yes, that's <laughs> they what would I'm saying. Look, they would look less awkward with arms. They do have arms. We know people, people are going to tweet us. Their wings are their arms and, and they kind of just like hang on their sides of their bodies. But we're just saying they look really awkward and if they had little arms poking out, they'd look more normal. They would. But uh, no, I get what, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I never make fun of what anybody else is afraid of because I'm afraid of frogs. You could not pay me to pick up a little frog on my front doorstep. Yeah. You could offer me $100 to get rid of that frog. I wouldn't. I would not touch a frog. 
Oh, you're, so you're kind of afraid of frogs as well. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't want to touch a frog. Like they do. That does seem like like. But like, if I was in a spot where I needed to like shoo one out of somewhere, I wouldn't be afraid to like. I know it's terrified. No, of me. I would like find a stick or something. See, like yeah. I think my irrational animal fear is way more normal than your twos. Was like alligators or something? No, 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 no. I'm I'm actually not that afraid of snakes. Obviously, I wouldn't want to be alone in a room with a snake. But the one that I'm irrationally terrified of is like the rodents like possums and raccoons like the idea of like me turning a corner late at night like near my car and seeing like a raccoon like sitting right there like is bleeping terrifying to me right but the idea christy like if a duck just walks towards her she starts making this like big u-shape to go around it to like (laughs) she'll clear like if they're coming at each other christy's making changing her route the duck is winning that battle it's true (laughs) i also hate the little uh the, the the Muscovy ducks have that little red thing like right, turkey. That's the part that you know, really kills me. We're getting sidetracked here. We need to get back on. Like I feel like you didn't get this bad enough, Greg Cody. What give me more things about him? Like what like do you have anything in the chamber? Like he's weird. Like, come on. We laugh about how weird he is. Yes. Like say more things about how weird my dad is. I mean, there's just not You I'm- like to egg him on though. Like I feel like this she's a bad person to ask about this because she like kind of gets this Greg Cody character and like feeds into it i feel like well especially at dinners when like you and your brother are arguing with him like i just feel like taking his side right to get a rise out of you and michael right is worth it she kind of plays the role of billy on the levitard show sometimes when you're riling up dan billy will just come in and be like i agree and you'll be like thank you billy like like, that's kind of what christy does at the dinner table like you'll be doing something that's enraging michael and like Christy will just kind of throw in one little comment of like, yeah, I think I think Greg's right. And Michael will just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank Michael's you, famous for that. Thank you, Christy. I do like to egg on Michael, who's very easy to trigger, uh, particularly when you're talking about baseball <laughs> or movies. Right. If I say anything that implies I know more about baseball or movies than he does. It's just so easy like, to get him enraged. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've had the conversation where you're dismissing acting as a difficult skill, kind of saying that you could be an actor. And then Christy will throw in a comment like, I think you could be an actor. And then Michael just head will explode. And like, <laughs> right. that's, that's the dynamic, basically. I love it. I love it. And I've gotten off easy because that's not a criticism of me. What we've just. Discussed. I know. That's what I'm saying. Do you have like, come on, let's let's go check your notes. Did you take any notes for this? Like I th- you I should mean, have like- written down some things that you have on Greg. Come on. It seems like you took notes for me. You rattled that off like you had it just. I mean, like I live locked. with you. It's easier. <laughs> uh, I'm already wounded by the uh, the fish Vera Cruz thing. So you have uh, gotten a little more quiet ever since she said that. <laughs> like it seems like that was a gut punch. You don't make it that often. No, though. I'm. No, I'm, and it'll be even more rare now. Believe me, I will agree. I don't love that. Like it's yeah. good, but it is odd actually. Like a red sauce with fish. Yeah, she loves your schnitzel. Schnitzel. What did I say? schnitzel i put the n in there you put the you put the n in there right <laughs> you love like right i like, know it's my favorite yeah i love making it not no uh all right no you don't like once again it, we're getting you. sidetracked <laughs> say things bad about him i mean the only other thing that really pops and it's not bad it's just odd yeah like pre-pandemic when we would all go out to a restaurant together oh, God, he's so weird at a restaurant like none of us can sit until he sits yes because you don't know where he wants to sit mm-hmm. like you have an idea and then sometimes you're wrong. Right. So we all kind of just hover around the table until Greg sits. Yes. Look. And then we all pick our <laughs> seats you. from there. <laughs> Thank you for that. See, I think that's perfectly normal because uh, let's say there's six of us. 
Five of us that, don't that's care where we're sitting. Odd though that six of us have to sit around, stand around a table <laughs> until you sit. Well, it's perfectly normal in the sense that five people they don't care where they're sitting. They'll sit anywhere. One of the group does care where he sits, and so why shouldn't he be the first one to sit? It's it, the rule of thumb is give me a corner, uh, give me a, a, a chair where I'm surveying my temporary kingdom. I, I, but I feel like it gives off vibes of I'm the elite person in this society. Whereas like, I feel like in 2020, you know, your wife, maybe you let her sit first. Like, I don't feel like we're living in that time of this is the guy, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? I feel like it's an old timey way of I am the king. Let me sit first. Well, I think you're attaching something to my preference that is necessarily there. It's not a power, you know, it's not a gesture of power by me. It's a gesture of preference. You know, if, if, Hey, it's like me saying, Hey, if you all don't mind, I'll take the corner seat facing the door, you know, but, but if we do mind and we take the seat you want, your mood changes. I I'll try to be better. About that. <laughs> that was a good one. You, know, you, got any more? you got any more? That was good. I like that. What else does he do at restaurants? I feel like we could do a whole episode. We have done whole rep- episodes on my dad at a restaurant. What about vacations or traveling at an airport? Come on, he's weird. Remember on the cruise when like he didn't know the most common like dances? Were you out there? Were you part of that? I just had a, it just hit me. That we were on a cruise, a seven day cruise. And we did this like everyone got up and it was like the electric slide. Yes. A dance like everybody knew. Like any old people, young people, they're following along. And Greg Cody is just out there like. Not even like, like, and, and you don't have terrible rhythm. I, I don't associate you with someone who has like zero rhythm. Right. It was just like, maybe you were hammered. It was a cruise with a drink package. I think it was the first um, night. <laughs> I think it was the first night. And we were like on the boardwalk and they started doing the electric slide and right. even your mom was doing it. Right. Like, cause everybody knows the basics just like to the left. They like tell you what to do. They're like, right. That was I mean, the first, I... that was the first night of, of the, the open bar though. I think that's what was up. Well, the main thing I remember about that is that we, it was outdoors and it was starting to rain. And so I didn't have an umbrella or anything. And so, you know, I, I wasn't electric sliding for long. Let's put it that way. I think we were outside of a Mexican restaurant. Yes, we were. Yeah. And um, what? Don't act like everybody knows what the electric slide is. I mean, I'd never heard like, of it. But then you can just, at least if you're watching everybody else, to the left. How about right. I tried to do that. That's the cha-cha. That's slide. the cha-cha, whatever. It was one of those. Nah. I don't even think it, it might not have been the electric slide. It might have been what I just said. Slide, smide. All right, Christy, we're, uh, we're wrapping up this segment and really appreciate you sitting in with us. Uh, I, I wanted to mention one more thing because Christopher sometimes has to do weird things on the Levitard show. Out of, out of the blue, I got a, a text from him a couple of weeks ago. Do you have a red stapler I can borrow? Yeah, that was my it's, stapler. I need my stapler. <laughs> so who, I do have staplers. I have two staplers in my office right now that I'm looking at. Neither of them are red. But Christy, what in your experience has Christopher done on the show that's weird that uh, seeps into the house where you all of a sudden you're scrambling looking for a pair of yellow sneakers or something. I had an Amazon Prime of bear costume a couple years ago. <laughs> Don't I still on have like, that? On like two days notice. That was that was expensive costume. too, right? That was expensive. Was it like two hundred dollars? It was if for work workaholic fans out there, it was the bear costume used in workaholics. It's like a legit. Like it's not a full coat. You just like put your arms in the bear claws and then it wraps around your head. It's a dope. Do I have it? Yeah, we still have it. Yes, I love it. Oh that. my god. I, I walk in the door at six o'clock on a Tuesday and he's like, I need a bear costume for Friday. 
but you got it done. I did. I got it done. That's, I feel like that's not what, like, is that the weirdest thing? I bobbed for apples a few months ago. That was, you were judging me hard for that. I feel like, what else? Oh yeah. That was during the pandemic. And I'm like working in the living room and he's on the kitchen at the kitchen table. I'm like on a zoom meeting and he's bobbing <laughs> for apples. <laughs> there was a few awkward during the pandemic. Cause she's back at work now, but, but for like a good, what was it? Four months, three months. We were essentially, yeah. we were essentially both, both people make fun of how I say both, both walk like no, it's weirder but i'm just saying if people say i say it like i'm both like both he also says comfortable very weird <laughs> comfortable i say every syllable comfortable comfortable but like some people say comfortable com- comfortable comfortable is what i say yeah right but comfortable but yeah I, I always like any scenario i'm always like comfortable yeah how do you say both again both it sounds like, like you're saying like mike ryan makes fun of me saying that i spell it b o w l like bowl both but I, it's, it's both i i think it sounds like you're saying b-o-f-f or both well both but it's both okay both. all right <laughs> what was okay. i talking about oh yeah so we were working at home together for a few months and like what like there had to be some like things where i'm in my bedroom because we tried to separate our house isn't that big and and I'm just like shouting something and over a Zoom call and your, your people must be like, what does your husband do for a living? Yes. <laughs> so like it was a very stressful time at my work because right. like we're wholesale, we sell to retailers, all the retailers were shut down. So we're having all these serious meetings and stuff like this. And then you just hear him in the background cackling. <laughs> shouting <laughs> something. Just like shouting things. <laughs> that is funny. All right, I feel like we're like, dad, just let's wrap now. Okay. Christy, um, I, I did want to say one more thing. Oh, wow. Okay. But a good thing. Okay. For all of both of your weirdness and awkwardness and stuff, <laughs> that and how stuck in your ways you are sometimes, the person that you always bend for is Graceland. And that's amazing. Are you talking to both of us? Yes, both of you. <laughs> both of you. You guys are stubborn people. But when it comes to her, you guys become mush instantly. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I have yet to find a way to say no to her, and um, I've said no to her. But yes, I get your point. Rarely, <laughs> right? Yeah, like in like in Barnes and Noble the other day, where you said, "Grayson, if you don't listen, you're not going to get this book." And she didn't listen, and we all walked out with a book. So that's <laughs> that's that's the kind of no you say to your daughter. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> uh, I almost took it away though. You did, yeah. <laughs> your intentions were good. Uh, well, uh, Chrissy, thanks for um, thanks for joining us. We're recording this Sunday, and uh, we'll see you two uh, later for dinner for some uh, fish Veracruz. <laughs> so uh, we look forward to that, and uh, hopefully, um, people have got through you. People have gotten to know Christopher and myself uh, just a little bit better. So uh, thanks much. Thanks for having me. All right, my favorite daughter-in-law. <laughs> You're gonna be a star now. No. <laughs>
based on U.S. government records over the past hundred years, but there were zero used to make the top 100. So, oh, I, guess, I guess we don't have to do it this week. Too bad. No, 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 no. We got to do it. What we're doing is we're taking the field and giving you the Mount Gregmore of all first names starting with you. It is a surprisingly... Wait a minute. Empty. Wait a minute. So we're just yeah. scrapping the rules of this game after you've been like stingy to the detriment of this bit. You've been stingy right. with the rules. And now since you come up with a letter that doesn't have yes. a bunch of a, a name that qualifies, you get to just make up the rules as you go. This is bull****. That's right. Because it's Mount Gregmore, not Mount Chrismore. You know what? It is a, you'll see in a minute. It is a surprisingly hefty list. Put it this way. The names that just missed included noted actress Uma Thurman, whom I so loved in Pulp Fiction. Baby! Sorry, Uma. <laughs> now first, our honorable mention. He was a fictional Wait, character. you just mentioned Uma Thurman, so she was an honorable mention. No, no, she was one who missed the list. But you mentioned her. You I mentioned her. I mentioned her as somebody who missed the list. So she's one of oh, the honorable mention. No, no, don't brain beat me. Now, first, our honorable mention. Honorable mention he number two. Fictional, he was a fictional character created by Charles Dickens in his 1850 novel, David Copperfield. And 119 years later, that fictional character's name was adopted by a noted English rock band. Of course, Uriah Heep. Number five. <laughs> number five. <laughs> he is a Jamaican. He is a Jamaican track star, widely regarded to be the greatest sprinter of all time. The only man to win 100 and 200 meter gold medals in three consecutive Olympics. Of course, it's Usain Bolt. Wow, he's number five. Number five, this man. We got be some. A- we got some U's happening here. I'm telling you, it better be. This is a hefty list. Number four. He is the retired for now. American college football coach who won two national championships with the Florida Gators and another with the Ohio State Buckeyes, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's ahead of Usain Bolt? That's right. That's <laughs> a weird I mean, a weird I'm just, order. I'm just saying. Number three, he's an American singer, songwriter, and actor who hit big in the second half of the 90s, dominated in the 2000s, and is still going strong. R&B sex symbol, eight-time Grammy winner, Usher. Oh my God, you're so off on this. He has not had a hit in years. Full name, Usher Raymond he, the fourth. He should be below Usain Bolt and the guy you had at fourth. Number two, he served as 18th president of the United States from 1869 to 77, but might be even better known as the Army General who triumphantly led the Union in winning the American Civil War. It's Ulysses S. Grant. I mean, I guess he needs to be up there. Number one. Hey, we're a Miami-based podcast, so pardon the parochialism. This guy's a Miami born and raised. Oh, wow. Really? 305 in the blood. Really? Really one of the most beloved players in Miami Heat history. Been a part of three Heat NBA championships and just announced he'll be back for an 18th season. You know it. Udonis Haslam. I mean, this is just bull. 
You have been you have been sticking to such ridiculous standards for this entire bit. And now you put Usain Bolt at number five and Udonis Haslam at number one. UD. This is UD, this is not a Miami-based list. Oh, it's like a list. A this is supposed to be your worldwide perspective. It's a beauty, Udonis Haslam. I mean, Usain top. Bolt behind Udonis Haslam, Urban Meyer, and Usher. I mean, That's Usain right. Bolt is livid if he is listening to this. Right I mean, now. I'm sorry, Usain, but uh, you got to get over it. Now... Next week, like rays from the sun, we'll move from U to V. There were only three V first names to make the U.S. Top 100. Can you guess those three? And which is number one? Find out next week. Okay. Thank you, Christy, my beautiful, beloved daughter-in-law, for joining us. And um, talked uh, a lot about Dolphins and Tua and his uh, the loss and, and all that stuff. And Pod Family, you know it by now. We appreciate you. Please uh, rate, subscribe, and review. And uh, we'll see y'all next week right here. Nice dismount there. That was solid. Thank you. Right here. Right here. Man, your voice is bad. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.